Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 6, Episode 4. Um, no comics tonight. Uh, no blurred notes tonight. Uh, we've been chomping at the bit ourselves to get this in-game uh, review podcast up. Uh, 28 seconds into this podcast, there will be spoilers abound. I have no idea how you could be a fan of the MCU and have not seen this movie already. Um, so if you're still holding out hope, uh, almost a week into release you are a better man than us so go ahead and hit stop and just come back after you've seen the movie because we're going to spoil the shit out of it as we say on the line tonight have my two favorite marvel hacks on the line tonight is the sandman sandman say what's happening good at you uh people hikes are simple we're gonna spoil the hell out of this thing yeah for sure that's a great pull uh yes hacks are simple also on the line tonight is brother beavis Hey yo, how's everybody doing? And glad to yeah, pass the mantle back. This running this podcast business is hard work. <laughs> so much talking. Yeah, I know. The missus said to me like a little while ago, she's like, Are you hosting? I'm like, Yeah. She's like, Oh, okay, well, you'd be back to that. I was like, Oh, I didn't really miss it all that much. Um I was perfectly fine. <laughs> I was perfectly fine with uh, handing that mantle off every couple of days. So yeah, I yeah, you know how I you know I know how you feel. Uh, so we'll leave it with that. But my yeah, watch is so, about to end, son. Yeah, uh. <laughs> exactly. My watch ends in three more episodes. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, real quick, we kind of went over this on uh, a different podcast, the Game of Thrones podcast, which I'm sure I'll name check at some point in time later here tonight. Um, our viewings of this came at different times. I think we all saw it Thursday night. Uh, I saw it first. Sandman saw it after me, and then Brother Beavis saw it in the later evenings. And then if Big Hutch were here, he would have saw it even after uh, 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 Brother Beavis, um, like because he didn't wind up getting out of the theater until almost three in the morning. So, uh, so we all saw it literally opening night. I will say this, and we'll go through this before we jump into this review. I will say this, more than anything, I know people have, and I'm one of them, that have fire sticks, and you can watch things on your phone or through your fire stick, alternate devices. If you are a fan of the MCU and these movies and this 22-chapter book, seeing this movie with a group of fans is an experience that you'll never get back. So I, I would highly advise you to go and see it, pay the money to go and see it at least the first time to see it with a bunch of folks. So how hype was your crowd, Brother Beavis, during the movie? Not super hype. I mean, there were a couple moments where there was a big pop, and I'm sure we'll hit on those. But it wasn't like crazy. Although, uh, I think I did mention, there was it was like a black funeral at the end. Like, people were falling out. Yeah. And but the fun, the other funny thing too was like the opening scene, and people were like, <gasps> "I was like, really, really, yeah. well, welcome to your first movie. This is how these yeah. things work. I'm sorry yeah. you just arrived at the party. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna ask Sandman a question, and I'm gonna come back to that. Sandman, uh, how hype was your crowd? Um, not just like Beavis's. It was not as hyped as I expected it to be, or actually would have preferred it to be. Uh, like when I, when I saw Infinity War, that was a hyped crowd. It was at the mall too, and this one was. Remember, I told you I had to go to the next town over to get the ticket because the tickets was right. crazy. So, 
I had to get what I could. And um, this place, it was a, a nice uh, theater. It wasn't like, you know, the ghetto or anything. It was um, it was an older crowd, and so they weren't quite as uh, uh, ready to scream and yell. They th There were uh, moments where, they, you know, they were, there was cheers and um, yelling going on, but not nearly as much as it was. So it was fairly tame. Fairly. My, no, my I would crowd. add, like, so I go... You know, I'm not bougie like y'all. I go to the dirt cinema. <laughs> uh, they have earthy tones, good people. Uh, so we, we we drove through the parking lot in advance, and it was like swole. And we got there, and there was like a line out and around. I was like, oh, shit. But I still ended up sitting wow. in the back row, which is normally okay. where I'd sit. But there were yeah. like people, while we were sitting there, there was people lined <coughs> up for the show an hour from the way. So it was, it was definitely yeah. like hype to see it. But like the experience mm -hmm. was... You know, it was in my place. It doesn't get that crazy. Yeah, my mine was hype, and maybe a good portion of it might have been the foursome that I brought to the movie. Um, I mean, but the crowd was hot to begin with. They, you know, I mean, roll credits. People were, you know, cheering already. I mean, just I mean, appearances of people on the screen. <laughs> I mean, it was really a hype group. And again, when we get to the end of this movie, it was definitely. And again, maybe the person that's hosting this podcast might have been the person screaming the loudest. Um, but you know, whatever. But I want to say this really quick. Uh, you, brother Beavis, you referenced somebody coming into the movie. Like, oh, well, what is this all about? I, I don't know if I used this reference before on here or if on Twitter. Okay, so if you are a fan of Kevin Smith movies and you went and you saw the Jersey Trilogy and then you went to see Jay and Silent Bob, like as the first movie in that, like you might have like seen a couple of scenes and be like, oh, that's kind of funny. But you need all the call the callbacks to make it make sense. So I have, who the fuck is going up to the Cineplex like, what are you going to see tonight, honey? Well, this Endgame looks pretty good. Okay, let's go and see that. Like, who the fuck is doing that? Like, I have no idea who that random person is. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know anything about this. This is the movie we're going to go and see tonight. It makes no sense. So, whatever. Okay, let's jump into this damn review. All right, so we get a second movie in a row, which is a cold opening between these Avengers movies. You know, no logo before, just an absolute drop-in. We see Hawkeye shooting arrows with his daughter. Uh, they reference his little um, uh, uh, ankle monitor because he, you know, he had took that deal out of Civil War for what had happened. Um, his family gets dusted in that time, so obviously set right around the snap, you know, and everybody, his, his whole entire family gets dusted. Um, good to see Hawkeye back, I guess, um, because he was <laughs> missing, you know, for a while. But Brother Beavis, you referenced before, before we even get into all the other stuff with him, you know, I don't think anybody was really missing Hawkeye all that much. You know, I, they have bungled his character, and the fact that he hasn't even been in it for so long, it's yeah. like it's like they ran out of opportunities to do anything with him. So I think he's shoehorned rather awkwardly into this uh, with an mm -hmm. attempt to make him relevant. And the whole time the, the line has been, well, you know, Hawkeye has important things ahead of him. That's bullshit. I mean, they, they yeah. just, I think they completely botched him. Um, not necessarily from the beginning, but he comes in awkwardly as a pawn of Loki. And then I think the whole thing fell apart with the, the family and the, and the farm. I mean, because yeah. we talked about this, like there are interesting aspects of him in like he considers himself superior to Captain America and equally as capable as a leader. They never even broached that. And the right. only other avenue mm -hmm. is like his relationship with 
Black Widow and Scarlet Witch, but that all becomes problematic when he's married. So mm-hmm. I mean, just like he almost had nothing to do from the get go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and one of the best reference lines in Age of Ultron, and there aren't a lot, is like, "Hey, look, I man, I'm just shooting arrows and shit here." Like right. essentially, like yeah. my powers suck. There's really <laughs> nothing good about what's happening with me. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. All right. Yeah, normally, leave. like a, you have the everyman character to help us relate, but he's just kind of a jerk and he's pointless yeah. <laughs> and whatever. So he, I mean, he never does that. Right. Right. Yeah. So we didn't get the logo intro- introduction, and then we're off to um, making fun of the Russo brothers. Space, you know, with their big block letters. Um, so uh, it's Tony and Nebula uh, in a, a, the broken down ship. Uh, most of the stuff that you saw in the trailer, at least with the out them playing uh, triangle football, which I thought was fucking brilliant. I don't know who came up with the <laughs> idea to that? put triangle football. <laughs> yeah, whoever put that in there was a freaking genius to play from freaking triangle football. And, um, you know, basically the ship is broken down. He's about to die um, because they're running out of oxygen. He's sending these video messages back to Pepper. Uh, maybe she'll see them. Maybe he won't or maybe she won't. Um, and then we get, you know, the hot tag, last second saved by Captain Marvel, uh, who, you know, rescues him right before he dies and brings the ship back to Earth. All right. So Sandman, you know, the return of Captain Marvel. Wh- what did you think about that? Um, that was basically her one of her two uses in the movie. They outside of these this and the other uh, incident I'm talking about, they, there really was no big deal for her to be. in. Well, there's one other thing that we're going to get to. And she's so OP that I'm afraid that they're barely going to be able to use her. And, like, who's she going to fight that's going to, you know, there's got to be a, a Thanos-level yeah. villain that she can, you know, mm-hmm. that can even get with her. So I worry about that for the future. And I'm really interested to see, like, how they're going to uh, go from here. So, uh, but, um, I mean, but she does... Um, uh, come in and make a valuable um, save for uh, Tony and Nebula because yeah this was basically he was going to just like he said drift away and dream of uh, Pepper and that was going to be it for him and she comes in and finds him I I don't know how she out of deep space she just comes up and finds the ship maybe that was Rocket's ship correct Uh, the Guardian ship that's Rocket's ship Okay, so mm-hmm. maybe he had a tracker on it, or maybe he knew what, and something. Yeah. They had, they had something like that. But uh, yeah, it was a necessary scene. But uh, yeah, yeah, going forward, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought it was really cool. It's a way to, to bring, you know, literally, you're like six minutes into this movie, and you've had the Avengers back together. They didn't like stretch it out any longer than they needed to or had to, Brother Beavis, and you know, they drop him. Back down on Earth, you get the rest of the Avengers back together, his reunion with Pepper, uh, Rocket's reunion with Nebula, which was kind of touching there, too, because literally the only two Guardians left. And, um, you know, you get you bring everybody back together before we have this tension-filled scene that comes up after that. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, they. It, it, this is the first signal that they expect you to have done your homework going into the movie. Because I would have expected the post credit scene to just be replayed, which might have been tedious. But at the same time, you know, it's just sort of like, and again, if you're sitting there like, who is this and what's going on? That's on you. But it just seemed like a kind of an odd choice and maybe a signal. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't belabor that because you know we and you know there was a lot of talk about how the previews or the trailer, sh- you know, spoiler Tony's in it. So the fact yeah. that they just kind of like blew by that, it was a good cliffhanger, but not one they carried forward. So I was fine with that. Yeah. And yeah, then I then the next scene, uh, you know, what that was great. Yeah. Yeah, they, they come in and, you know, kind of recapping and Tony just like, you know, a lot of CGI. And he's all real skinny on his body or whatever. He just freaking yeah. loses it, you know, like, where the hell were you? And a, a huge call back to Age of Ultron. Again, none of our favorite movies or whatever, but this movie, Age of Ultron gets referenced a lot in this freaking thing. And, mm. you know, he's like, you weren't there. You said we, you'd be there. We lose together. Like, all of that stuff, The you know, the shield around the earth, an armor around the earth, like, all of that's coming back from Age of Ultron. And, you know, Tony's like, you know, passes out. He falls out onto the floor. Uh, Bruce gives him a sedative or whatever. And then you get the whole team back together because Captain Marvel's like, you know, where are you going? I'm going to kill Thanos. <laughs> so <just> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was just a great line. And, you know, we go into this whole thing and then they try to find out where he is. And, you know, maybe that was where they, you know, deep space scans and all this kind of stuff. And they kind of figured out, you know, Thanos used the stones again recently. They found a planet with the garden. Is that a reference from the comic? Because I never read the Infinity Gauntlet books. Is that is the garden um, an actual planet or place? It was different than the books. I don't know so. if they called it that, but he definitely goes to a setting just like that and basically becomes... Mm-hmm kind of this peasant lifestyle and has the scarecrow which holds his armor so the yeah. imagery for sure but there are details of it that i think were probably just unique to the movie yeah, yeah it was different okay. yeah yeah well so then they get they're like okay well this is where he is thor drops his you know i like this one and then they decide to uh uh cap we'll drops the let's go get this son of a bitch <laughs> yeah and then you get the avengers logo <laughs> it's yeah. like okay now we're 12 <laughs> minutes into this movie and we're finally I like what this is i mean i'll let me be honest with you 12 minutes into this movie i was pretty hyped oh, <laughs> oh I, yeah. I was i was also pretty dehydrated as well because i was like hey, there's no way i can get up for this movie um <laughs> it's like i can't so i haven't drank anything in like five hours so that might have contributed to it uh but they head out to this planet the team is scarlet witch uh scarlet witch no. hulk but not hulk no um scarlet witch well, it's not, not scarlet witch sorry black widow sorry black yeah. widow captain america uh bruce in the uh, hulk buster armor thor rocket nebula and war machine and there's a funny line about him. how many of y'all ever been to space or who haven't been to space you know don't throw up in my ship uh, as they head out there so they find they find um, Thanos in the garden and you have this really quick uh, you know fight scene or whatever uh, what did y'all think about the idea that he destroyed the stones and I, again I didn't read that is that something that's referenced in the comic book that he destroyed the infinity stones and by do- he used the stones to destroy the stones and that almost killed him so he's in this yeah. weakened state. The, the the gauntlet is like really fused to his his, his arm and hand. Yeah. It looks like yeah. as yeah as he's leading this peasant life. Like, what do you think about that, brother Beavis? So in the comic, the original story ends with Adam Warlock getting the Infinity Gauntlet intact, right? And he becomes the protector of it, and ultimately he splits it up between people like Gamera and Drax, and they become the Infinity Watch. So they didn't go that route, obviously, because we don't have an Adam Warlock. And, um, well, we so, do. They just haven't introduced him properly yet. That's true, yeah. They've teased yeah. him for sure. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I think there's a couple things that happen here, like, and we've, this was in our text chain, like, so I think one of the important things is the gauntlet itself was a, there was something special about the gauntlet itself before the gems were even in it. It was a tool that was, it was basically the only way, the only tool that you could use all six gems. And so he was able mm. to use it, and then it was essentially destroyed. And when he uses it again, that's where you see it starts to affect him physically. So right. that was part of it. And then the other part, too, is the, you know, he, the fact that he undoes the gems kind of sets down a path where the plot of the movie isn't just for some other incarnation of Thanos to get the same gems and do the same thing. I actually like where they go down the road where he's got a similar goal, but it comes, he's got a different way of approaching it. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's sort of like, it seemed like there was an easy way out. We go back in time, we get the gems, we undo this. Obviously that doesn't make for a very good three hour movie. And so mm -hmm. some of this is just laying the groundwork for what it's, what the rest of the story is going to be. Right. Right. Uh, in the process of him explaining what's happening, um, and that the gems were gone, and like, well, what are we going to do next? Thor goes for the head, and we get yeah. two you, decapitations you in see this that scene. Coming. We get an, yeah, we get an arm right. and a head. Yeah. yeah, an arm and a head decapitation. And, you know, he went for the head. And, you know, a reference back to, to um, Infinity War, and like, well, what do we do now? You know, and then, again, five years later, I mean, like, like I'm like... I honestly, because I had, you know, my kids be pulling me into their freaking YouTube, um, uh, what are those, the trailer reacts, and so, uh, you know, yeah, I was yeah. thinking, you know, I had watched some, yeah, I had watched some reacts, Sandman, and some dude was like, actually, there's going to be several uh, battles with Thanos, and you see that, you know, because the trailers were purposely misleading, and you know, all the, you know, you see Cap in this uniform with his beard, you know, you don't see bearded Cap at all in this movie. Um, and, you know, there were some in the trailer of that. And so, you know, they're like, oh, he's probably going to go back and he's going to fight them and they're not successful. And they're going to essentially keep hitting the Scooby-Doo reset and keep going back until they figure out how to do it, which is kind of how I had set myself up for what we were going to see. And then that doesn't happen. And then you get the five-year time jump. Um, so, I mean, right. kind of where are you feeling at this point in time at the jump there, Sammy? Um, well, after... Thor literally lops his head off with Stormbreaker. We were like, oh, shit. I mean, everybody in the movie theater was like, what in the fuck is going on? Because, yeah, we was like, we thought that, you know, at the very end, of course, they might be, not, you might be seeing something like that. And uh, give it to the Russos for um, changing things up and completely taking us by surprise because nobody saw that shit coming. And uh, afterwards, the... Um, it's very cool how they uh, introduce the, the the five years later because they they really drag it out. They put the five up and then very very slowly you see years later. Yeah, you know, that's it's, yeah, good point. Yeah, as this malaise, you know, this the Earth, not only the Earth, but the, we happen to just be watching seeing the Earth, of course, and just that the planet is in this kind of gray haze and the people are gone. Half the people are gone and. Uh, Life goes on, but barely, and I think they uh, yeah. effectively uh, uh, communicated that, you know, everybody's feeling it, you know, they're trying to go on, you know, they're trying to, you know, cap in his um, little uh, uh, support group, you know, they're trying to uh, talk it out, everybody's having problems, though, it's, uh, there's a, just a, 
a malaise of depression over everything. And I thought they did a really good job uh, communicating that. Yeah, you that's a good call on that. They did draw that thing out. It was like five. I was going to say months. Years. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking years? that too. I was like, man, like, they did the full shit. time jump there. And I was like, man, good grief. So yeah, yeah you referenced it, Capsa, Capsa Counselor. Nat has become the guy in the chair um, as the rest of literally. the heroes that are left. <laughs> yes, literally the guy in the chair uh, as the rest of the heroes that are left are out exploring other options. So the Guardians, the two that are left, are out exploring parts in space. Uh, Who's that? Okoye is um uh is uh exploring something and there's a namor reference there at least i think it is about um, you know what the general theory is ocean yeah yes so uh i didn't catch it until somebody pointed it out to me later so i'm not saying like oh with the time i was all hyped somebody pointed it out and i was like oh shit oh yeah that would work uh i'd be okay with that as long as namor's the bad guy um, and then a real quick one. I don't know if y'all saw, and again, it's a modern comic thing, one that we didn't review on the Marvel Hacks. Did you see the little nod between freaking Rhodey and Carol when she drops oh, out yeah. her little blue screen there? Yeah. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a reference to Civil War, right. too, because they are a couple right. in that. Um, right. So, yeah, I liked it. And then we also get the update on Clint, who has now become full Ronan, who's out killing, you know, Essentially, anybody that's yeah, not anybody. white at this point. Cart- <laughs> right. Yeah, cartels, the Asians. Uh, I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> he's just gone nuts, <laughs> and he's going and killing people. And my thought with that, and y'all, I'll take y'all's opinion on it, too. It was kinda, we didn't run Hawkeye at the beginning of this thing, but, like, even this iteration of his character is still kind of uninteresting because mm-hmm. it's just, like, it was just dropped in there, and I, I didn't really, like, I was like, oh, okay, great. But he had he not been Ronan, the movie would have still gone on the way that it went, right, brother? Like it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. yeah okay. Again, they got the giant Hawkeye shoehorn out and tried to figure out yeah. something compelling, and you know, <laughs> you know, he he has some dialogue. He's like, I mean, for him, it's an, an issue of fairness. Like everyone in his eyes sort of got judged, and Thanos, even though it was completely random, was the judge, and so he's like, well, now you got me, and he's just out offing people. And, uh, you know, this is how he's dealing. But, yeah, I mean, I when this whole sequence, like, the, one of the opening scenes, they, like, they fly over, like, a harbor, and there's just dead boats sitting around. I'm like, what is this? And I, you know, I didn't think too much about, like, how would people, you know, adapt right. to half the people in the world getting killed? And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess it would be tough. And particularly, you know, as tough it is for the Avengers, like, how much tougher is it for the regular people who, like, you right. know, they have no defense exactly. against any of this? And how do you aspire to something when, you know, a, a, a building may drop on you at any time or some intergalactic mm-hmm. force may just snap you out of existence? So, yeah, right. it was there's a there's a pacing to this first part of the movie that I don't think is a problem. And it really underscores, in a lot of ways, the severity and the impact of the last movie. So I thought that all that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, and and taking the weight from Infinity War and adding it to this particular movie, you know, one of my themes, as much as I enjoy it, there's two things that are here that kind of not bother me, but it's all it's like, ah, dog, you know, the heavy parts of that parts of the movie that we're talking about are all undercut by jokes and right. like you know purposely funny funny jokes and i don't know if they're used to used to release the tension 
or just to stick them in there because they think it would be fun to throw jokes in here at the time. And so you lose a little bit of the emotional weight of it because somebody's always with a quip. Like, I mean, they're quick. And then two, something that we've been complaining about with these Marvel movies is that they still don't know how to stagger jokes and dialogue. Like, you know, you will miss a good portion of the dialogue on stuff because people are, you know, laughing so loud at the damn joke that came before it. So, um, yeah, anyway. All right. So uh, while Cap and uh, Natasha are catching up, um, Ant-Man has shown up. He the It's the magic rat theory uh, who freed him from the <laughs> quantum realm. And he makes his way for all the way from San Francisco to New York. And at the time jump, but we're not necessarily sure how that happened, um, because I'm assuming the Avengers headquarters in New, is in New York. That's the standard running joke. Uh, it's in theory, it's in Atlanta uh, because that's where they film it out of that Porsche plant. Or so I don't really know, but he comes there. He explains the quantum realm theory and all that. He comes up with this idea of the time heist, um, and. Uh, they're like, oh, we need a big brain to try to figure this out. So we cut to Tony, where Tony has this new life. Um, when he's got a kid, and uh, they bring the idea to him. And there, and again, there's a couple of really funny lines in there, especially the line about, you know, um, you are you basing everything about time travel on Back to the Future? <laughs> I was crying, man. He was like, no, uh, well, yes, um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I mean, I thought, I mean, I thought, you know. It, 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 something like that the idea of doing time travel is ludicrous but also since it's so ludicrous don't spend a whole bunch of time on it which I appreciate it so, I mean where are y'all thinking about the, this part of it you know it's like okay well I mean again they did lay the time work for this whole thing in Ant-Man versus Wasp I mean it's not like you know this was completely unheard of I mean so they did lay the, front, the, the groundwork for this were y'all okay yeah. with this? Were you okay with... How about this? Were you okay with Tony being like, no, nah, I'm good. I got a kid and a family now. Because I, you know, even though he comes yeah. around, spoiler alert. What were y'all feeling about that, Sammy? You know, Tony's um, like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, as far as the time travel thing, I mean, they had... Basically, you knew that was coming because they had set that up through, like you said, through Ant-Man already in the quantum realm. We knew... I can't remember if there was another reference where there were... I think that uh, in that movie they actually said time vortices or something i think uh, um yeah. uh, janet van dyne actually said something about that as soon as i heard that it's like oh it's infinity war that's um well at the time we didn't know it was in game but that's going to be in game and so i knew that had something to do with it um and so uh, and they and the way they explained it I'm not sure it makes complete sense. It's a little wonky at times, but right. it's their rules, and they um, they kind of break their rules like a little bit too. But we like the movie, so we don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I and I like people too, and you know, like oh uh, well, actually, when you're talking about time travel, like are we really like going to be debating about time travel here? Because there's also a dude. Um, that has a shield made of vibranium, which doesn't exist. So are we really parsing this down <laughs> all the way to the end here? But anyway, you know, I mean, no what else? Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> so, exactly. whatever. Right. Uh, so, because comics, we quoted it. We, yeah, it's uh, because comics. So, Tony won't do it. They go see the Hulk, uh, who Bruce Banner has merged this uh, 15 months in a, in a, a radioactive lab or whatever um, he's like oh yeah you know he's smart he, he's 
you know, he's wearing shirts now. There's a great joke there, too. There's a great bit with Ant-Man, like, you know, about wanting to take his picture. That that might have been one of my biggest laughs in there. Just take the goddamn phone. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> I was legit. Oh, that, oh, was hell nice. no. yeah. that was great. You know, so, I mean, and again, you're talking like 30 minutes into this movie, and you've already gotten the majority of your characters that you would think would be in this movie, Brother Beavis, and you've already got them into this idea of doing time travel. I mean, does this work for you, or you were like, it's just starting to come apart at the seams a little bit? No, I, again, I think with all the, whether it's foreshadowing or trailers or just kind of logical conclusion, we knew that time travel was going to be part of it. I think they do establish the rules, and then it's just a matter of getting the band back together. And I think you know they give some ver- some some differences, like you know, given how things ended with Tony five years ago, where he was basically you know about to snap Cap's head off, it makes sense that he would not be into it. And then you know mm-hmm. the the Hulk transition, you know that was cool, and it was you know it was interesting to see that they you know they had all come to different places at different times. <coughs> the uh, the point I was interested in was like. One of the things I think we all agreed, like Infinity War, one of the guys that came out of that, like with a big push, was Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange, yeah. pre yeah. and post Infinity War, was like, mm. wow, he's great. He fits mm. in. He stands toe to toe with all these guys. I think uh, I don't know if it's to that degree, but I think um, Ant Man got a little bit of that rub this time. I think he yeah, was taken a little agree. more seriously. Yeah. He was more mm. of a hero. I think Paul Rudd has definitely got that role figured out, and I think he's yeah. kind of the guy who comes right. out uh, outside of the top tier. I think he's the guy that comes out farther in this movie than anybody else. Yeah, he got yeah. Um, a lot of play in this whole thing, and when we get to another part here, he has got a, a great line too, a very underrated line. Um, so they try to make it work with uh, Bruce doing all the, uh, the time travel stuff and making everything together. It, you know, there's a bit about Ant-Man being young and a baby and pee myself yeah. or whatever. You know, it's just the jokes. You know, could yeah. not have been done. Um, Tony figures it out. There's a great bit with him saying shit in front of his daughter and her repeating it, which I thought was <laughs> that great. That was nice. That um, was funny. <laughs> yeah. I got some important shit to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so he um, Tony returns to the Avengers mansion after they made their attempts. He, you know, gives some science reasons as to why it doesn't work. And then you get to kind of, hey, you know, we're back in this together respect thing between Tony and um, and uh, Captain America, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. because, you know, it had been bitter for a long time. I mean, years-wise and whatever, it had been really bitter. And so for him to bring the shield back and to, you know, all right, are we putting the team together? Are we getting the team together? And, I, you know, I thought that was a really cool bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know. They get the right. team together, and so this is where I diverge off into one thing. One, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna be talking out two sides of my mouth. So we're trying to get the team back together as Nebula and Rocket come back, War Machine comes back. It looks like Taco Bell wanted to make a um, uh, a guest appearance with uh, his tacos, but the taco. they didn't have their logo there. I was like, these are clearly Taco Bell tacos. Y'all didn't want to pay the entry fee, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So we have to go get Thor. Now Thor's been off uh, for these five years, and he and uh, was it I or Hulk and Rocket go to try to pick him up. They go to Asgard, which is some little town off the coast of wherever. And again, like Tom's the location of the Avengers, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, is that where it was? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a callback okay. to Captain America right, and uh, Thor. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I didn't catch that one. So yeah, they go to get quick. Thor, Valkyrie's there. We get the, the return of Valkyrie, which is very cool, just because Tessa Thompson's so fucking hot. But anyway, um, so they go to try to pick up Thor, and this is where I have my first, like, uh, now people online are like, oh, this is crazy. They're making fun of fat people, and he's oh, got God. PTSD for everything oh, that has happened to him, and this, that, and I was just like, ugh. Y'all are way too emotionally involved in this. But two, I will also say out of the other side of my neck, they really didn't need to do that at all. Like, making him fat was really just a bit for them to throw in stupid jokes. And, like, that 10 or 7 to 10 minutes what they're trying to get Thor back and bring him back to the mansion, I thought put a freaking absolute... all the brakes onto the uh, the train, Brother Beavis. I was like, oh, this is really not necessary. Yeah, I mean, so here's this is just a continuation of the tone that was set in Ragnarok, and yeah, your fave, you know, and and, <laughs> and I think it's it's particularly kind of strange in that so much of Infinity War was based on building up Thor and getting mm-hmm. him to the yes. point where right. when he shows up, you're like, okay, well, they're in good hands now. Yeah. It was funny. There were some good jokes. Um, I don't dislike. You know, I like Taika Waititi. And I like that. I like what they've done to a degree, but it's so discordant with everything else that's going on. It just—it's right. one of the things that takes you out of it. And you know, I kept waiting for like, well, how is he going to get unfat? Or how? I mean, yeah. how is he going like, to? <laughs> and is you know, they they barely touched on the worthy versus unworthy. And I guess Stormbringer, mm-hmm. you don't really have to be worthy. So I just yeah. felt like there was so much that was missed there at the expense of kind of doing what they did and again uh you know the only reason that you should you know people that like ragnarok or even fat thor there's a false premise that the first two movies are not good and i just i don't believe that Um, so i agree yeah i don't know i just i just i don't I, i get it i don't i enjoy it to a degree but it doesn't fit with everything else much like Ragnarok, it it took a joke, and then it was like, all right, well, here's that joke. Let me step on it and mm-hmm. do it like a mm-hmm. thousand times. And it's just like, man, you oh, you made that point already. It was fine. Thank you. And, you know, it just kept going there. And I was just like, oh, man. But, but bigger than that, it never added anything to the story. Like him being fat and the jokes. And, again, I think people being way too sensitive about that particular issue. Like, it's just yeah. like, you know, like people online are way too – I mean, way too sensitive for me. But it didn't add anything to the story other than to add jokes to it. And I just didn't appreciate that aspect of it. But um, whatever. They get him back. And once they get him to the mansion. Now, this is the part where, you know, this is my kids every time we see a movie, Brother Beavis. You too, Sandman. What do you think they're going to think about it? What do you think Brother Beavis is going to think about it? What what, what do you think Sandman is going to think? I'm like, ah, you know. And now, again, long-time listeners of this know that Brother Beavis and I share a brain. I was like, well, I know he's not going to be a big fan of the search for MacGuffins um, because (laughs) (laughs) it's been very clear that breaking up the team to search for MacGuffins is not his favorite thing. And so um, that's basically it. They come up with this plan, and they go back and forth about, you know, they have to go get the stones in a different place 
and then you know gather them before Thanos gathers them and you're going to break the team up into different groups and uh, the the line that I was talking about for Ant-Man where they were talking about going to get the the soul stone off of whatever planet that was and you know they were talking about how bad it was and blah 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 and his line at the end of it after they talk about it he was like not it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was like that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um and so yeah, so I mean that part of the movie is is, is essentially that. And then we you know, we end it with uh, you know, a rousing cap speech before they go off into the quantum realm. Yeah. And I skip, you like, know, damn he's good at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another joke. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah. Like damn he's really good. Like I know, right? And then, you know, I mean I'm skipping stuff where they you do the practice runs and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they do the kill the Hitler baby joke with Rhodey. You know, like, there's just a lot going on. And, and I'll tell you this, and skipping ahead to the end a little bit in terms of where we'll close out the podcast, you know, one of the things about this movie, even though it's, you know, not significantly longer, but it is significantly longer, as I'm on the rewatch for this, there's parts of this that I can, like, totally skip over. And that's not something I can do with, that I do with Infinity War, like, at all. Like, I will watch mm-hmm. it from beginning to end and not skip any bits of it. And this one, I'm just like, eh, I can kind of check out a little bit. I know that it's some funny parts and some bits in there, but I do think with some clever editing, there was no reason for this movie to be over three hours long, like, at all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how y'all feel. I mean, Sam, do you think they could have took... I don't, you know, I'll use the 20-minute rule. Like, you can always lose 20 minutes out of almost any movie. Yeah, they, I do agree. They could have cut some of that stuff with Thor out. Um, the Fat Thor thing, yeah, it, I don't... Yeah, they could have cut a little bit of that out. I mean, I don't know what they were they were trying to do. They were trying to show that he was despondent and that he felt that he failed uh, to go for the head. He should have went for the head, you know, and even after they found found Thanos, after, you know, he, he doesn't have the stones, you know, he blops his head right there off. It's out of frustration because he mm-hmm. can't do anything else. He's powerless, and so that—that's what all that was about. And they tried to, you know, you know, kind of cover it up with humor and stuff. But they could have cut some of that mm-hmm. off. And um, yeah. uh, shit, what were we talking about? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I was just saying. Like, is there's just parts of it that it could be like less, yeah. maybe twenty yeah. minutes or so. Oh, like that's what I was gonna put say. it in yeah. at like two forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which was about how easily, long Infinity War was. Yeah, they could have easily like lopped off some of that beginning, like when they uh, they're just showing the Avengers, uh, basically just going about their day to day operations after the uh, um, half the people are gone. And but I do think that's semi important too that to show that these are people also, they're fallible, they're vulnerable. And yeah. um, I think particularly given you. the abrupt ending of Infinity War, like, you know, right. I think it's I think you got to give us time to see the impact of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. they're 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 reeling from that and they have to show that. And so when we do get to the end with that climactic finish, that triumphant finish, the it means something, you know, that they've overcome it and you feel it. The emotions are that much uh, bigger at the end. So it does have a, a, a use. But it, it, again, it, none, none of this stuff I get takes away from the the climatic ending or whatever. I don't think it no. does that. It just it just I think it made it longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I just think it just made it longer. Like it just, yeah. you know, for the sake of making it longer, like, hey, this is the last movie in this whole freaking thing. We're just going to stuff it all in. Y'all are going to like this shit and shut the fuck up about it. And that's pretty <laughs> much the end of it. You know, like I don't, you know, like there's just parts of it that I don't know that necessarily were necessary. Um, so I've, I've come to think of it as, you know, we've seen how um, origin stories have a certain amount of burden because there's just business that they have to do and i think there's just a lot of business this movie had to do and i think on its own i think that hurts its movie hurts the movie but as the conclusion to the whole series it has to be there and i think that's the that's the problematic part of this movie for me yeah Mm -hmm. yeah a, a necessary evil so to speak um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah I, I get it. it. I mean, and again, that's what and I would it, call it. Yeah, and, it, and like I said, we'll, we're going to re-rank our movies at the end, so you know, we'll get to that in a minute. All right. So, uh, part of that when they were planning to figure out their MacGuffin search, it was like, hey, at one point in time, there's three stones in New York. Like, oh, I, so, I do like the brainstorming session where they're all yeah. like crashed out at the end. Yeah, uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a real human moment, too. You know, like, hey, you know, like, how are we going to figure this out? This impossible plan. Uh, so we get all these callbacks. And now, at first, I was kind of, the first time I saw this, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. We'll go back and visit, like, the Avengers and go back. And I thought that was kind of cool. Then yeah. the, my second or third viewing or whatever, I was just like, ah, I'm not sure how I feel about some of this. Um, only because it's just, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, I, there's cool moments, okay? So we go back to New York. We see the end, essentially, of the Avengers when they capture Loki. They're trying to get the um, the scepter or whatever from him. And, you know, you get all these, like, kind of callback types of scenes. Uh, you get, you know, Loki gets that thing put over his mouth so he can't talk. You get uh, uh, Captain America versus Captain America, Hulk taking the stairs. Like, I just got all these, like, notes or whatever, like, about that particular scene. Um, you get the, the call back to the elevator scene and Winter Soldier, which was cool. You get Hail Hydra from Cap, which is a mm-hmm. very funny line. Um, and, you and get the, what's that, one. America's Ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. the America's Ass line, which was, again, funny. Not necessary, but funny. Like, you know, like, it was just... I don't know, brother. Beavis. I could like, do this all day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I could do I this all day. Yeah, thank you. Ah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and again, it's a funny line. Like, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm like saying the taking away. I was just like, you know, all those little bits just keep adding to the movie, yeah. getting us away yeah. from the ending. Like that. I think that's kind of where I, I, I was kind of at. Uh, and for me, it business. was like, you know, you're trying to follow. You're trying to follow the story. It's overlaid on a story that you know that's teasing yeah. these elements of a story you think are coming like in the elevator it's like okay he's going to kick their ass again and that was the challenge for me it was like and i think this mm-hmm. is what i was trying to communicate it was like it was cool and you know you go back and point at any individual thing and it's great but it makes the it's it makes for a, a clunky hard to watch movie like it's mm-hmm. really hard to follow because you're balancing what you know versus what you're seeing versus what you think and it's just it just—it's very hard to kind of figure out. Like, am I watching the movie, or the flashback, or the meta yeah. movie, or the, the fan service movie. elements yeah. of it? And it's yeah. just—it's really kind of challenging to follow. Yeah, and this is probably the portions of the movies that I didn't enjoy the most. 
Um, and then you get like the Hulk visits the Sorcerer Supreme, and you got the Sorcerer Supreme. She was taking out like the, the Tatari like during the fight. I'm like, wait, what now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what are we? Uh, like, it, it literally is, again, it's my second reference to this. It's literally Jay and Silent Bob in certain parts because it you you had to head. You're really making a movie about a movie that came before that movie. And it can get like, oh, okay, you know, almost too insidery. And again, you know me, I'm a big fan of the joke for three. Like, I love the fact that only three people might get that reference. But it's like uh, a three-hour movie of it, it became a little bit much. Um, So whatever. Things go wrong. Um, You know, it gets kind of hokey with the Hulk knocking, you know, somebody over Thor or Loki was able to escape and use uh, his Infinity Stone to... You know, teleport out of there. It's just a whole nother freaking thing that we're gonna have to worry about later at some point in time. I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. That was New York. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we go back to space. Uh, all capital letters. Back to space, and you get the double MacGuffin split, brother Beavis. Uh, mm-hmm. Nebula and Rhodey go to the Guardians planet, and Hawkeye and Black Widow go to see the um, Red Skull to get the Soul Stone. Um, and then in between that time, and this is why I was like, oh, okay, that kind of getting back to being like a comic booky type thing, which I enjoyed. Like future Nebula, uh, yeah. or present Nebula sees future Nebula's thoughts or whatever, and it kind of yeah. comes up. We get Gamora's callback. They have the um, same Wi Fi password, so they're both yeah. on the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we have space Wi Fi, so there's that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they get crossed The up. best part about guys. that. That, that intro to that is when they watch uh, Quill doing his stupid ass dance from the Guardians <laughs> yes. movie and they just walk yeah, up was, and knock him out. That was good. I was like, yeah. you know, the, given yeah. what a jackass yeah. he was in Infinity War, just to, the yeah. fact that they just sort of handle him like a joke, I was like, that that's appropriate. That's 100% yeah. appropriate. Right. Well, I, I wrote his line, is like, so he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. yeah pretty much yeah i would also i guess i would add nebula to the list of people who got a push because i mean i think she was pretty cool in this movie. yeah i agree she was yeah, very she important was. in this movie there was a um, so she plays an important role in the comic and i think the way it plays out is um he she's dead at the start of the story and thanos yeah. resurrects her but he doesn't rejuvenate her body so she's like Mortures a zombie her. the whole time yeah, he yeah, him. and then she eventually gets the gauntlet and reverts to her normal form. So knowing mm-hmm. how hot Karen Gillan was, the whole time I'm yes, like, preach revert to your form, do it. revert to your form, yeah, do revert it. to your form. <laughs> <laughs> do it, yeah, do it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that, but had I known that going in, I would have literally been like, yeah, you can turn her back to Karen Gillan. That would be great. Um, she was at a con like in Fort Lauderdale a couple of years ago, and they didn't give me press, so I didn't go. I'm kind of mad about it. So was uh, Mantis was there too. I, that was probably not my smartest move, um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, that, so they they are going to get their stone. They're able to knock Quill out and get it, and then we get this uh, as Rhodey tries to make his way back. Uh, Nebula winds up getting switched out and canceled. We'll come back to that, and then we get to the part of the movie that I really took me out. It's probably because I don't care that much about the two characters as they go to visit the Red Skull, to get the Soul Stone. We get this, you know, who's going to die, like, kind of scene. You know, it's going to be me, or is it me? You know, oh, I'm going to trip you on your ankle. I'm going to shoot you with a gun. Like, it was just kind of, it was too drawn out, for one, and it also became kind of hokey and uh, comic booky in a bad way. And there's comic booky in and a good way. And the conclusion just doesn't make sense. Way. Yes. And 
and and all and I think in a logical sense it doesn't make sense either because th- I mean let's be honest as people with children or whatever um, if you're gonna be like hey I'm gonna go die so you can go be back with your family I'm gonna be like bye bitch you know <laughs> uh, thank you I appreciate wow. that because um, but for real like what does Matt have I mean not to say that her life is right. in complete yeah. or whatever without a kid or a family but. Yeah. Clint has clearly something more to live for and to go back to than she does. Mm-hmm. And right. I just, he, you know, he's in effect already decided that he doesn't love her enough to, you know, like he married somebody else. Right. So yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That that was probably the part that I didn't care for the most. And then what happens yeah. here too? Because now, how are you going to bring her back for her solo movie? That's uh, allegedly supposed I would to like, come well, back. That's obviously. I would like cool. to make a. I would like to make a point here as well. So, again, I think we've, we've the last several weeks we've been calling people out for their fake ass empowerment. So, go for it. When we we get a fake ass empowerment at the end of this movie, where we get all the female characters representing. But yeah. when this movie gets to the throw somebody off the cliff to get the Infinity Stone, they threw a <laughs> bitch off for the second time. So, no. yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, wow. hey, man, that's deep, and I like it. So yeah, I don't know. It, so yeah, it that that that's every stone except for the one that they didn't get there, and then we have to go back and get more PIM particles, and we have to go to the seventies, and this is this whole part here. I was just like, man, you could have cut this out. It uh, it wasn't yeah. necessary. Yeah. It seemed like Robert Downey Jr. That seemed like a Robert Downey Jr. just wanted to do that. Because, well, but um, it, but at the same time, if they went six for six, then you'd be like, oh yeah, and they did at least they went back to the the Winter Soldier bunker. You know, there was yeah, this bunker right. they go to in Winter Soldier that they really mm. didn't explain anything about. Right. So from that perspective, it was like, okay, I see why this it was something now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it was a little indulgent because we get oh, but you do get the first crossover from TV into the movies, though. Yes, you do. In this sequence. Explain, I missed it. The guy who played Jarvis on Agent Carter was Jarvis in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's the only character that's gone from TV to the movies that I know of. Yeah. yeah. Somebody popped for that, like, during the mo- in the movie theater, and I didn't understand why that they had gotten excited about it. You know, I thought they had gotten yeah. excited about uh, Peggy because he almost saw her there, but it was actually oh. for that. So. Yeah, yeah, that was and crazy. She's, speaking she's excitable, of, too. Yeah. You yeah. should get excited for Peggy Carter, and yes, that show is probably one of the best TV shows that have come out of this. Yeah, that's yeah, very that's good. A I, was, I would say it got canceled after two seasons. It's, it was worth another yeah. season, at least, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, cancel too soon. Um, all right, and Haley Atwell. Woo, boy. Oh, all right. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> let me tell you something. Boy, wow. oh boy. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you got to see the Michael Douglas aged right aged back. down CGI character too, uh, which was always nice. There was a lot of aged down CGI in this movie, like where they got you the people to look young. Yeah. I did post this to Twitter because between all of these movies that the Russos have done. Like this timeline, whatever they're on, also exists in the. If you ever watch Community on NBC, that timeline <laughs> also exists um, because right. um, Joel McHale has been on there, Danny Pudi, uh, Shirley, that that uh, the Dean. Um, I think the only people that haven't been on there are Donald Glover and, Char- and Chevy Chase. 
uh, where Ken Jong was in this one, he was the the security guard at the um, where Ant Man got out of the the, uh, the van or whatever. Like they've all been in there, so that whole timeline is straight from Community. Donald Glover was in yeah. Spider Man in uh, Homecoming. Yeah, but that's not a Russo directed feature. So oh, oh saying, like Russo. the because okay, Ru- the Russo, yeah, the Russo brothers directed most of the the good Community like seasons. Community, they right. directed most of those shows. Yeah. So, so that's the sister, in, yeah, the that's, sister in the elevator was on Community, right? Because I don't know her. I, I don't know. Yes, to watch mm-hmm, that's okay. Shirley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend somebody. the first. I just didn't know who. Yeah. yeah, the first four seasons of that show are freaking genius in parts, and then the last two are damn awful after Donald Glover leaves. But anyway, I just right. know the D and D episode is great. Yes, I know. I sent that D and D episode to you, which is fucking brilliant. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Oh my god. Alright. So everybody finally comes back. Uh, Nat doesn't come back because she's dead as hell. And, uh, you know, you get the little thing back with Nebula her. Nebula doesn't Bruce. come back. Yeah, technically, Nebula, spoiler alert. Nebula does come back, just not the Nebula that we know of. Right. Um, yeah, so they're all back. And the idea is to put um, whatever, the, all the stones back together. We forgot to touch on Thor's little reunion or whatever because he brings back Mjolnir. Um, right. But that was, yeah, but that was dumb, because it was dumb, it was just a big thing, he was yeah. scared, and he got to meet his mom, like, it was just, eh. Yeah, and again, Thor I'm not was, convinced he was yeah. worthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, it... It had its moments. It's just, I like mean, I said... Yeah, 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 I mean, I understand why they put it in, because, you know, he was, he was on an arc where they, they, they were trying to get him back, you know, Rocket basically slaps him in the fucking face. Because he's tripping yeah. out, yeah. and you know, very, very unThor-like, and so visiting his mother does kind of stabilize him a little bit, and he gets uh, a certain hammer back. So yes, yeah. Yeah, he brings back Mjolnir, and that's fi- and that's fine. I, like I got that part. I just it's like the Thor parts; they just did not work for me. Um, pretty much until we get to the last part of the movie, which we're getting to, y'all. As we're rounding around 53 minutes. So, <laughs> oh boy, the pacing right, so of this getting... podcast is murderous. There's yeah, so much but, yeah, well, I wish they would you know just what, get to though? the end. It's a three-hour and three-minute movie. I, th- I think that we could give it its you know, due, I guess, of yeah. going over this thing. Um, boy, so don't drink when, don't, don't get a big gulp a when you listen hour. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we didn't do blurred notes because it would have been two and a half oh, hours. Yeah, it yeah. would have been as long as freaking Infinity War. All right. Two in the morning, so, yeah. They get back. Um, they make uh, the little iron gauntlet as Iron Man has made a uh, Infinity Gauntlet or whatever to take the stones. Who's gonna like do the snap or whatever? Thor wants to do it. He's too fat and drunk. Assuming that's why he can't do it uh, since he's not um, buffed. And so Hulk decides to do it. Uh, it almost kills him as well. Um, he does the. You know, it's kind of a drawn out scene for him to do the snap, but he does it. Does it work? Yeah, it works. Somebody's. You know, that would be me too. Like my wife would definitely start calling me after she got snapped out for sure. Like, where are you at? I'm like, bitch, where the fuck you think I'm at? Why'd you All pay right. for my cell phone for the last five years? You ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, that did come up. You know, five oh, years later, and that cell phone count is still working. Though. Okay, I'm yeah, sure it was exactly. family plan. It just didn't. Well, sure. well, the lady yeah. that got snapped back from work was probably like, I'm back in this bitch again. Stop. <laughs> Damn. I thought I was out of this freaking call center, man. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, hey, everything works. Everything's looking good. All right, you know, hit, hit, roll credits. Thanos, uh, or Nebula, new fake Nebula had snuck through or whatever, and she had given the coordinates, uh, coordinates to come through the quantum realm for Thanos to come through. And we kind of skipped over the parts about Thanos, you know, kind of figuring out this oh, plan yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, you kind of see in the inevitable part of him, you're like, hey, this is yeah. a, really a part of my journey. Like, however it happens, you know, this is just a new part of making it. Well, the interesting so. thing there, too, is the idea that Thanos gains foreknowledge of his arc um, mm -hmm. up yeah. through the snap sort of yeah. shows, you know, he, in a lot of ways, shows why he kicks so much ass in Infinity War <laughs> if, if yeah. the timelines align in that way. Like, he, mm -hmm. he, he was setting out on a path he had a vision of exactly how that was going to go, and then he executed it. So that that right. that, that was interesting kind of addition to the story as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when they finally come through, and we're going to get to, like, kind of touch on that when he gets to his speech or whatever. When he comes through, the ship comes through, breaks up everything or whatever, and then I we get, like, a, was dead. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> I was like, oops, there goes Scott. Yeah, so um, we get this thing, the mansion is completely destroyed, uh, we get a Secret Wars callback that Brother Beavis called out with the Hulk holding up the building, uh, which I thought was like, once I saw it again, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. true, yeah, I was, yeah, I if was I like, was the type to holler in a movie theater, I would have hollered in the movie theater, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, then I would have had to uh, stop and lecture everybody. Oh, you see, this is a actually, it's Secret Wars, Secret number Wars. five, after yeah. the Molecule <laughs> Man drops a mountain range. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so this is now we're going to get into the part of the movie where really if this is what everybody wanted for, too. And it's kind of like the, you know, the battle at Wakanda or whatever. Once you start that on Infinity Wars, it's like, well... I'm not going to do anything for the next 40 minutes and don't bother me because I'm going to watch all this and geek out. And my note here says this is when the movie becomes a comic book movie again. Mm. Like It, it becomes it a George Perez of, comic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. Yeah, there's a lot of people in these yeah. so, in these shots. It, 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 it drops the pretense. Yeah, it drops the pretense of being something else, which I enjoy. Like It was like, okay, like this is where I, I kind of wanted us to be without some of the other baggage that came along and to get here. And so uh, Thanos gets off his ship. He sits outside. He's like, I'm just going to sit here and wait. And he sends, like, the war dogs in there to get that and Nebula to get it. You know, Hawkeye gets some offense, um, you know, whatever. Fake Nebula comes in to take the gauntlet from him. Gamora makes a hot tag save. And, you know, then we're back to where we need to be. So Cap, Thor, and Iron Man go to make this confrontation uh, of Thanos or to Thanos or whatever about what's going to happen, and then we get a, a straight up comic book movie and fight. Like, I mean, you get team ups, you get everybody getting a chance to use their powers. You get to see, you know, Thanos is not a vanilla big man. He has powers. He can use them. He can fight. Like, I mean, this is, you know, and it's taking the three of them, even just to to harm him in any sort of way, and they're really not getting too far in this whole process. Uh, the he's thing that I don't really get is like it seemed like he was almost tougher in this than he was with the Infinity Gauntlet, and I don't know mm, it's because he tougher. had armor on and his presumably yeah. adamantium yeah. sword. Yeah, that double or, blade. I don't know, but messes up Cap's shield with it. By the way, I don't know how that happened, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is a big moment. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, when you see Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, the oh, big yeah. three of the Avengers walk, the walk out. Up. 
Oh, and they're not saying anything. Yeah. They're just they're just slowly walking up, and Thanos is sitting there. I got shivers, man. I was geeking the yeah. fuck yeah. out when this happened. So, but again, yeah. it's eroded because it's Fat Thor at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he pulls both hammers before they go to confront him. You know, and it's just like, also yeah, very but cool. also yeah. Fat Thor too. Yeah, I get yeah. you. Yeah, it, yeah well, I mean, again, like a very cool moment, and like, and we kind of skipped over his little speech of like, you know, basically, you know, after he kicks their asses, you know, he tells, you know, Captain America, you know what, y'all, like, or before yeah. the speech, excuse me, he's like, you know, I, what I've seen from this is that, you know, you got to wipe out everything, yeah. like, you know, people yeah, will right. always hold on to hope, and so right. I'm, once I'm, thank you for getting the stones for me, I'm gonna call <laughs> down to the yeah, atoms, yeah. essentially. Before, and then and that was something else I liked, and I, I kind of touched on that earlier. But it's like it wasn't just let me get the stones and snap y'all bitches again. It was like mm -hmm. okay, now I, now I'm really gonna do this, and so it gave him sort of a different level of motivation. That mm -hmm. I kind of appreciated that that they decided took that step and evolved his goals as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and as he gets the advantage on them, then. Um, uh, you know, he starts wailing away uh, at Captain America, who's, uh, or excuse me, knocks Thor off. He's about to finish Thor off with the uh, with his yeah. blade or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you see Milner like kind of rise off the yeah. ground. Right. And then comic book me or movie going me kind of knew it was coming, kind of thought it was coming. And even knowing and thinking that it was coming, I was still hooping and hollering in that movie theater. Yeah. Cap wheels yes. Milner, he's freaking wailing, he's throwing lightning, he's throwing kicking lightning. ass all <laughs> over Bouncing the place. Bouncing Milner off the shield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's doing, right. That's doing tricks. That shit too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was worthy. And, and you know, they te again, Age of Ultron, they teased it because he moved that freaking thing he during the party it, yeah. scene. You know, exactly. right before the Age of Ultron movie fell apart, by the way. And um, <laughs> so uh, it's mm, like, you know, I, I mean, know. it's like. It was on shaky ground up to that point. <laughs> that's a, that's potentially a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, okay. At another hour at least. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking about going in time and making that movie over. Because damage that was done. Yeah. Avengers Days of Future Past. Um, <laughs> go back and reset the timeline. Um, um, so, but yeah, that was the biggest pop of. I mean, yeah, that's why we got were hyped. all here. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was huge. That was a huge fan service. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, he calls the lightning down as well. I mean, it it was just like wow, uh, we really seen this. I mean, I, I was hyped. I mean, I was yeah, yeah. I mean, screaming literally <laughs> at the screen. At the screen, you know, my wife actually allowed me to do it for a change. So it was actually, you know, I didn't get that elbow in my rib um, to tell me to stop um, because everybody was doing it, I guess. Um, so it was, it, it was a cool moment, you know. But again, once again, you know, Thanos gets the um, the upper hand, and that's what we talked about. The scene with the shield starts to get cracked as he's just wailing away on him, and, you know, and Cap is on the ground just like, oh. You know, when he unhooks the shield for whatever reason, I'm not sure what that was all about. And, um, you know, he's just standing there waiting for this last kind of moment in battle with Thanos. And, you know, and Brother Beavers, you said you didn't hear this part on it. You hear, like, the radio kind of come over there. And it's oh, like, yeah, Cap. I just didn't click to it. I think yeah, he doesn't goes, unhook it. I think he tightens he it up. He doesn't unhook it. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, he cinched it down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he only had half a shield left. Again, a call back exactly. to Secret Wars. Um and we're like, oh, that was kind of, and again, I didn't 
get that visual at the time because I knew what was about to happen. Because I said to my, you know, our our lineup on the radio dial in our seats is from left to right, wife, me, daughter, son. And uh, my daughter is like, um, you know, she's like, oh, you know, kind of looking at me. And I was like, the cavalry's about to go. <laughs> because whatever. And so you hear the radio call and the captain's like on your left. And then you see all these portals open up. I'm getting goosebumps telling this part of the story. Yeah, yeah. All these yeah, goosebumps I'm getting up goosebumps from Dr. Here and you tell the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and I'm like, and you moment. see all these things. And then. In the first one coming out, you see Black Panther, uh, Shuri, Shuri, and, uh, and uh, who's the third one? And, and, oh, and Okoye. Oh, and Okoye. Yeah, and Okoye. And you see him coming out, man. And I'm, I'm like out of control at that point in time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then you see all the other ones come out. Everybody gets their call back from freaking the Guardians to Spider Man. Um, a wasp comes out of there, uh, freaking pepper in the suit, which I'm not a real big fan of, but whatever. Like, you get to see everybody, like, kind of get their call back there, there. And it even takes Thanos back. He's like, the fuck? Because this is after he had called yeah. all those people down. Yeah. And it yeah. was just like, uh, oh shit, like, this is about to go down. And, you know, you get the unbombed back, you know, from the uh, Black yeah. Panther. Black and everybody's, Panther. like, standing there, like, facing off. And you know the line is coming. You literally know it's coming mm -hmm. like your freaking electric bill comes every month. You know it's coming, man. <laughs> and then Cap finally drops that Avengers Assemble, man. And honestly, dude, I was just like, ah! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I mean, in the theater, just screaming like a freaking crazy person. <laughs> And then, you know, you finally get everybody. I mean, like, I'm talking too much. Like, where are y'all at in this when this finally happens? Um, as the, the people were on there literally standing in the theater. This, the only other time I remember that happening was is we got to go way back to Return of the, uh, the Jedi when um, Vader mm. throws the Emperor over the uh, balcony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, forty-year-old spoilers, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's like Nikita <laughs> rushing in the cage against uh, the four horsemen there. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, dude. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the hype mean, crowd for sure. They waited twenty. I don't know what. what, what, what he teased it in um, um, at the end of uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. And, yeah, and they and I don't know how many movies that's been since then. Let's go like what ten. <laughs> at least mm -hmm. uh, and and they teased it until this moment and, and we all knew that they had to have him say that they preferably were going to have him um, use me on there lift me on there and, and they checked both of those huge boxes and this was the final moment mm -hmm. and the battle is finally joined after he says it I mean this is yeah, it was almost well I, I was tearing earned up. Well, yeah, well, it was earned. well earned and well earth and well worth it, brother Beavis. Exactly. Where you, this is your boy. He's wielding freaking yeah. Milnir, and yeah. he's about to drop the most famous line for this damn comic book. Yeah, you get the uh, you get the moment where it's like Cap against the entire assembled army with nobody around, and he right. knows that's what he has to do. I mean, that part's just as good. Then you get the return. Then you get the line, and then you just know it's on. It's like it may mm -hmm. not go directly to the end, but this is someone's ass at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. My, one of my notes in here is like when this movie finally realized that it was a comic book movie, it boom like shoots way right. to the top, and that's why I can see how people have it like as one of their favorite movies because the last hour I would put against any hour yeah. in any oh, freaking yeah. comic book movie, like anyone that you is could like, put up. 
Oh, I mean, you could look at like the Tony and Thanos battle in Infinity War, but even in the in the the big three against Thanos, mm-hmm. it's an actual fight. It's not just mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you hard. I'm going to hit you harder. You know, there's right. actual yeah. like moves, and it's actually something going on. It's and it's almost yeah, take note in a way. X. Take note, <laughs> X Men movies, every single one of them. Yeah. Right, and even like you know, just because we're the Marvel hacks, even like the downfall of like Wonder Woman is like the end battle mm-hmm. is just like rah rah rah, rah you know. So yeah, yeah. you know, they just the fact that this is actually a fight, you know, even though it's a superhero fight, is is welcome. Yeah, yeah, it was just something. So yeah, so you get that, and you know, you get the battle. I mean, again. It's hard to follow anything in there, which and it's just something yeah. that I'll contrast from something when, from when watching Infinity War, which I'm sure I'll end up watching after this podcast, is <laughs> that that movie, all the major fight scenes in that movie were fought in the daytime, like shot in the daytime, where this one were all shot at night, and it made it much more difficult to to, to follow. And, you know, kind of funny, and we just had the same conversation about the Game of Thrones podcast the other day, about when you shoot in the dark like that, it's so much more difficult to follow what's actually happening. You know, so what they yeah. did, I think, you know, whether you like it or not, is that they just went, you know, had rawr, going on in the background, and it just cut to individual callbacks, you know, so Tony and Peter get together, Gamora and Star-Lord get together, and then you have all these little moments before we get to the, you know, who has the Infinity Gauntlet and start chasing it all over the place, you know, and right. I mean, which was fine, and you know, I thought it was okay, and then you get a, a really cool moment, though, where this was the other hype moment, where Scarlet Witch finally confronts Thanos mm-hmm. about what happened, yeah. and he's got a great line in there, he's like, I don't even know who you are, <laughs> and then she freaking, like, she goes you crazy, freaking, she says you will, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Well, you know what, and that that's like, you know, and they, they kind of depower Scarlet Witch because they have to, because her powers are so freaking nebulous, but, like, that's right. the Scarlet Witch that we know that could reach that power level. And it's like, yep, pretty much. You know, she could yeah. end all of this on her own if she wanted to. She wanted and, to. Yeah. you know, you kind of get to that. And then you get to this line where it's like, you know, rain down fire because Thanos knows that he's um, about to be defeated. And he's, you know, what? And then they start shooting down like all these missiles and stuff into the ground. Uh, A lot of the sorcerers, you know, put up shields or whatever to protect them as this thing about the gauntlet trying to get to uh, the dirty brown van, you know, to get these the stones out of there. I think part of that, too, shows like, you know, Thanos has he's a master strategist. He himself is immensely powerful. He has an army. He's ruthless. I think the dimensions they establish, like you said, he's not the vanilla big man. I think that's no, a great no. thing about this too. They show the like the different ways and the depths. Yeah. You know, the depths the of the go conviction to. and Sacrifice yeah, and unlike people. every other big bad, like he doesn't choose scenery. He's not over the top. He's just right. he just he has a plan and he's going to do just, it. Yeah, yeah, and he's ruthless. Yeah. It was just, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a move, it's a scene, or the scenes of it are like, it's tense, like, you don't really know what's yeah. going to happen, yeah. and, you know. I mean, we haven't said his name, movie. but Josh Brolin, I mean, yeah, yeah. great. Guy yeah, he's it. Dog. yeah, he's great. I think he should be yeah, nominated. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, he's great, like, he is, he's really great, and the, both of these two movies, uh, like, over, uh, between that and, this one and Infinity War. Um, so, as Raining Fire comes down... Um. Uh, then they stop shooting. The hottest of all hot tags. 
the hottest of hot tags. All the missiles start shooting towards space, and they bring in the Hulkster. Yeah, um, and here comes Captain Marvel back to the scene. Uh, and she, uh, this this one, she yeah, she goes through his ship. Maybe yeah, is that when she did that? Yep. Yeah, she goes. Yeah. yeah, she goes through the ship, destroys everything, and you know. Th- it eventually winds up leading this thing. We're kind of leaving off. I know Brother Beavis, you had mentioned the idea of the Infinity Gauntlet being, you know, passed around to everybody as they're trying to get it to the van or whatever. We don't need That's to talk about being, that. Yeah, it's being kind of <laughs> hokey. Um, yeah. And then, you know, when it gets to that point, we do get that, and you were talking about the empowerment female thing. You know, there is a, for, a call back to A-Force, which is the Lady Avengers team or whatever. Where they all are there, uh, which I thought was a really cool moment. And you know, that's a joke of three because I mean, as as cool as that team was, and that book is actually pretty good. Nobody read that freaking book, which is why it got canceled. And um, it's so, but it was a cool moment for the people that read the book or whatever. And so, you know, we get to this battle with Carol. Yeah, nice haircut, I think, was Rocket's line, and um, <laughs> uh, her fighting against Thanos. And the, I mean, my my crowd popped too when they gave her, he gave her the headbutt and she didn't move at all. I was like, mm, yeah. that's a no sale. <laughs> like, uh oh, we're in trouble here. Uh, him. Um, so yeah, I, you know, we're just kind of rushing or not rushing, but we're just kind of getting to the end here. You know, like, where were y'all thinking where this was going to end? Because we'll talk about the ending, you know, and I'll stuff the two Big Hutch's lines in here for him. But um, where are y'all thinking about the ending now as the gauntlet is floating around to somebody else and it becomes between Tony and um, and Thanos? Like, were you thinking he was going to um, die, Brother Beavis? No, I mean, the way they had set it up was they were trying to get this, trying to basically take it off the battlefield through this van. And so I wasn't really thinking about how it was going to end or whatnot. And, uh, you know, I thought, and and again, Carol comes in so abruptly and she squares off with him. And I think it was cool and telling to say, you know, he had to, like, break the gauntlet. He had to pull, I guess, the Power Stone off to be Mm -hmm. able to get any offense on her. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so I think the whole, you know, the the whole then, the next sequence where Tony emerges... I thought it was, uns- I, you know, if, if you thought it was foreshadowed and you knew how this was going to end, you know, I don't, I still don't, I still don't think you saw that particular moment coming right then. So mm-hmm. now I, I didn't know exactly where it was going to go. Yeah. Right. And maybe not like that. You know, we talked a little yeah. bit on the, on, uh, Hutch came up with on the text chain today. It was like, you know, how does he pull this off? So the gauntlet becomes in between the two of them after he's able to, to send Captain Marvel off with, uh, with that punch. Uh, you know, him and uh, Tony are fighting over this thing. Thanos gets it on. He's like, ah, he's about to do. Well, actually, not about to do. He does snap, but yeah. the, all the gems have been taken. But that was off. almost like a callback to the Loki, you know, performance problems in Avengers. Right? He finally, mm-hmm. he's got his stone. He's going to make his move, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. It was almost like yeah. a callback to that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, right. And so he snaps. It's not there. Tony has it. And, you know, and Brother Beavis, you came, you said this, like, you know, since he's moved to the nanotech armor, he could form, you know, essentially anything onto his arm. And, you know, he forms that there, gets the the, the, the snap or the, the gems or whatever, and he makes the snap and boom. And, and then says we the get, line. You know, yeah. And says um, the line. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that cues that us back so all the way to. so many ways started this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says, you know, I am Iron Man, you know, all the way back to the first movie of this 22-chapter book. And, you know, boom. 
And then I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to snap them as, like what's going to happen. And, you know, he dusted, you know, all of Thanos on this particular timeline gets dusted every, you know, Black Order, all the ships, like everything gets dusted. And um, I was like, oh, okay. But then you get to the part of the movie where, you know, oh, wait a second, that almost killed Thanos uh, in another timeline. And uh, it almost killed the Hulk in this timeline. So what's going to happen to Tony? And, you know, we get our, you know, tragic death scene and uh, Tony's uh, going to die, but not before making some goodbyes to the people that are uh, uh, important to him. Most of most importantly, uh, Spider-Man or Peter Parker. What were you thinking about that, Sandman? Um, powerful moment. And even going back even before um, he uh, does the final snap, uh, the moment where Spider-Man, he... he um, see Spider-Man on the battlefield and they uh, reunite and he doesn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark not saying anything, you know, you know he's thunderstruck and um and Peter is just going off at the mouth like he does and they just he just hugs him, which is right. a really nice moment. And um mm-hmm. which leads into this where after he's been mortally wounded by by doing the snap and um uh, Spider-Man is like, you know, we did it, Mr. Stark, we did it, we did it, and it's like, man, I'm tearing up. I don't, I'm not ashamed to say yeah. it. I'm like, man, this is this is too deep for me. Thug and, tears. Yeah, man. Thug tears. It, it's it's a completely earned scene. Uh, Tony's about to leave us, and uh, Spider-Man has to be um, pushed aside by Pepper, you know, because he's so distraught. Mm-hmm. She's trying to keep it together, and um, basically tells him like it's okay, we're gonna be all right, and he, yeah. he drifts off. And oh, oh my God! If you don't feel something yeah. from that scene, man, you you don't. Why are you even watching the damn movie? That, that was um, that was yeah. a, uh, God, that was deep. Yeah, and it you know it gave you the heartstrings from you know from knowing the character for all these years or whatever, and you know, and he fought so much to establish to get what he got with Pepper and his daughter. And he had fought so much, even in this movie, to making sure, like, you know, if we're going to snap this back or whatever, you know, make sure that we bring back everybody else. But don't snap out my the future that I have established for myself here either, you know, because obviously that was important to him. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good scene. You know, I got my wife for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. in tears. It's one yeah, of I her think, favorite actors, too. I think the Spider-Man part of it was almost like a corollary to the uh, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. Um, yeah, exactly. but then like yeah, exactly. you know the line Pepper delivers him is like you can rest now and that's almost like what got him into this in the first place is like right. he didn't want to get back in but you know mm-hmm. he, he he just can't leave it alone he's the reluctant hero and yeah, I mean it's right. like you this was like hey you've done as much as you can do as much as anyone can ask you can rest now you know which is mm-hmm. in effect like you know you you're dying but you did that nobody could ask anything more of you so right, right. it was definitely a send off yeah, no, it, it was appropriate. 100%. You know, there's all that. There's been that talk of you know somebody was going to die in this movie that was important. You know, you could take your druthers. You know, I think most people were probably betting money on Cap because mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he, the actor, had been so you know vocal on the fact that he was done with this whole thing. So I think people were just putting money on those. And um, you know, but again, as I was explaining to somebody at work the other day, I was like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is 55 years old or 53 or whatever he is. I mean. You know, at a point in time here, he just can't be continued doing this with us, you know, and making it believable for, for us, you know, without mm-hmm. the CGI technology, you know. So, I mean, eventually that was going to need to happen. 
Um, so uh, he dies. We get to the funeral scene or whatever. Like I was like, is he a, a freaking jet? I thought they pushed this thing out into the water. I was like, they're gonna light it on fire like freaking Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> send him down the river. Uh, but. Yeah, he dies, and then you get this really weird call shot, and when you see it again for the next time, when you see it, you can tell that it wasn't filmed. Like, everybody didn't show up for that scene. They weren't all together. Like, it was, you know, no, not at all. It was was a weird split screen, and it was weird. I was like, you know, it would have been nice. I mean, I'm sure it's impossible to get 25 actors of that nature into one shot for a particular thing you know what i mean so i I get that part but in this particular instance i was like i think it would have been nice if y'all could have worked that out because it was like that it the end of a whole era here and i think that if you having like people just dropped in and like little cgi versions of themselves i thought was kind of like it kind of took away from it a little bit because it's so freaking obvious um and so we get a couple of cameos in there um you get the kid that uh took care of tony and iron man three um i forget what his name is yeah, yeah that's it yeah he was so he was there um and then nick fury comes back at the end is anybody else there they were like oh wait who's this kid or something i don't think so oh, uh, yeah I, I didn't know i had to look it up i had an yeah. inkling but yeah. i had to look it yeah. up yeah that's no, what i figured it knew. was when it started yeah, Nobody no, I figured it was. I just couldn't remember his yeah. name. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember his name because he left the kid armor or whatever when he left. And it's just pre- people put all of Iron Man three out of their freaking mind. That's why it was <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, it ain't great. And um, yeah, and so then we get to our it, brother Beavis quoted it and initially from seeing it, and we've quoted this way on this podcast a lot. We have the return of the king ending, man, because the last <laughs> fifteen minutes or so it's just like, all right, is this shit ending? Nope. Is this shit in it? Nope. It just keeps going on and on and on. And uh, so we get back. Cap is supposed to go back and return the Infinity Stones to where they belong. Um, so you get this scene with Winter Soldier, Sam, uh, and Bruce. Uh, and so, all right, well, we'll see you. And he goes, and then he misses his jump point or whatever, and he's not there. And then did you see this figure sitting on a bench or whatever, and it's old man Cap. Um He's got this whole story to tell, you know, yada, yada, yada. He gives the shield to Sam. Bucky seems like he knew about this already. And, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on the series about why that would be. Um, And so, you know, we tease the possibility of getting Sam Wilson, Captain America. um, And you also tease the idea now, essentially, that there's two Captain Americas out there because um, on a different timeline because – yeah, there's two Captain Americas out there. You have this old man who was married to somebody that he don't want to talk about, and then the movie cuts to its final ending of Return of the King, where you know you go back. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, Steve has uh, his first, his final dance or whatever with Peggy uh, Carter, and you know they kiss, roll credits, the end, no cut credit, end scene. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. You know. A very satisfying ending for the two most popular characters in this entire series. I had no problem with the ending whatsoever. Uh, I'm intrigued a little bit about the possibilities of the different timelines, especially with that. And I heard somewhere where the Russos were like, well, maybe we're not altogether done with Chris Evans being Captain America. So, wow. I didn't hear that. He's much younger than 
uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. So yeah, it's a possibility that we wind up seeing, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we might wind up seeing another version of Captain America at some point in time. So overall, I guess you know, where are you at, Brother Beavis, with this movie? We had some highs, some lows. Yeah. Where are you at? So I haven't had the chance to see it a second time, and I think I really need to. Um, I think where I've come to is like on its own as just a movie i think it's got a lot of problems and it's got a lot of great mm -hmm. parts um as the conclusion to a 21 book movies that came before it i don't see how it could have been better you know <laughs> so yeah. i think it's it's got that dichotomy if you will um as far as you know i i it's it's this is a hard one to slot it's got mm -hmm. so many satisfying moments, but like I said earlier, it's like it's got a lot of it's got a lot of sins, but they're all excusable. Like I don't know how you get around doing this, or I understand why you did these things. Um, so yeah, it, you know, I just I think again the degree that the the Russos were able to pull together a story, you know, not that that on the one end of the movie, the end tail end of the movie was at such a scale we've never seen before. And right. yet at the beginning was kind of created an environment and a feeling and conveyed a lot and had, you know, really deliberate pacing to set the tone. I just, there's so much good about it, but, you know, there are a lot of things that kind of bothered me as well. Mm -hmm. Sandman, where are you thinking? You were like, man, this is one of your top movies. You really love it. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, I'm just amazed that they were able to pull this off in the first place. How do you stick the landing of a 22 arc movie arc um yeah. epic yeah. and not make it look you know ridiculous somewhere or stumble and fall hard somewhere i mean they've done the impossible uh i mean this movie is it, it, yes it does have some some issues it has it's not a standalone movie by any uh measure it's basically the second part of a huge uh two-part um, mega movie, Infinity War, of course, being the first part, and um, it requires you to have seen a lot, if not all, of the uh, other movies to uh, be in on the uh, callbacks and so on, the jokes and stuff uh, that are peppered throughout this movie. But for those who did stick around for all those movies, like most of us here, um, it delivered. I mean, it delivered in spades in so many ways. And um, you were rewarded for that as a fan for um, sticking along the journey for all this time. And um, it's, it's, it is unique in history because nothing, no one else has ever done anything like this. And I don't know if we're ever going to be able to see something like this again. I'm sure they're going to try, uh, at least in some way. It won't be exactly like this because I think they know better than that. But um, we're not going to see anything quite like this because this was the first time and uh, <laughs> they did it. They pulled it off, and I am uh, I am amazed. I am truly amazed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is uh, definitely in my top five. We'll get to that, but uh, this is an amazing yeah. achievement. Yeah, I mean, one of my first texts or tweets, I guess, after the whole thing is over, I was like, you know, DC is never gonna have this moment, like ever, <laughs> yeah. like DC movies, like. I, there's no there's no way that they would ever get a chance one to build to that moment 
and two, it would never get to that fever pitch of a moment because they already screwed the pooch on doing it. Yeah. It's just like they'll never have that moment. And that's a shame because there's probably a story somewhere, somehow, that they could have told with the Justice League where they could have gotten to a moment that was similar to this and they just fucked it up. So, uh, yeah, that that was that. My, again, my my overall issues, I always talk about, you know, like, man, you know, I'm not sure if, like, the movie was as long as it needed to be or it was too long. I'm not William, but... Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm also like, man, that's a really long movie. I, I'm always looking at parts that they could have cut out of things. But as an ending of a series, I don't think that you, you're like, oh, okay, let's run down all the more famous trilogies or whatever, although this was wound up being four movies. So, okay, you know, the end of these things usually are actually the some of the worst ones, or I would say, you know, if you look at, you know, Star Wars or whatever, not exactly the best one. Uh, if you look at, you know, even well, with the new Star Wars trilogy or whatever, but the old Star Wars trilogy, that wasn't necessarily the best one. All three of them kind of suck. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the trilogy, the last movie, yeah. you know, Batman uh, Rises or whatever. Like, the, the third one is usually the worst one. The last one is usually the worst one. Mm-hmm. This one, the last one isn't necessarily the worst one, but it definitely gave an ending to the four movies that, or the three movies that came before it that was like satisfying. You know, it's like a series finale in a TV show. You know, most of them are usually like, uh, well, you know, they could have did something else. You know, you know, they usually suck. You know, when they're trying to wrap up a series because you can't close something like that. You know, that you took so much time and, and effort in into the characters, you can't close it. This one did that. Like it put a nice bow on everything. It put it off to the side, and it's done. And you know, yeah. Uh, I do appreciate that, and it does get props for that for sure. So, all right. So, if we're revisiting top fives, Brother Beavis, you said it doesn't make the top five. So, where's your top five at? So, I I am willing to accept that there is a strong bias built in my top five because all of the Captain America movies are in the top five. <laughs> for me. Damn. Noted. Uh, so. My top five, five to one, is Winter Soldier, First Avenger, The Avengers, Civil War, and Infinity War. Five to one. Five to one. Okay. Yes, you're definitely cap centric. All right. But I uh, think you know. I think what what I think that the you know the top three: Infinity War, Civil War, and Avengers. I think the scale and the payoff of those I think is just is great. And I think uh, I think Winter Soldier is, is a lot of people's favorite. Mm-hmm. And I still p- perhaps overly credit uh, the the Captain America origin story because I think it was so problematic and yet yeah. done so well that yeah. um, I, I just I love that movie. So yeah, it it could go that movie could have gone left in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know Iron Man it was it was tough in that people didn't know him as much. And so it was a harder movie to pull off from one perspective, but there weren't a lot as many preconceived notions. I think Thor yeah. was good enough, but it wasn't great. And I just mm-hmm. I think First Avenger was just a was a good movie. All right, Sam, man, what's your top five? Uh, at number one, I'm going to go Infinity War. Uh, still, mm-hmm. uh, number two, the uh, First Avengers. Uh, three, I'm going to go Civil War. Four. Um, I'm going to go Winter Soldier, and five, I'll go, uh, I'll go Endgame, number five. So not that dissimilar. You've got four of my five, but you put right. Endgame in there. 
Right. Yeah, and I, and I accept that my pos my positioning in First Avenger may include a conscious bias. <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> I really yeah, like that movie, think. but it's it's just not. It, 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 I'm not even sure. Well, it, it might be in my top ten. I'd have to write it all out, but it, I do like that yeah. movie very much. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. another one where like the grenade scene alone is like, all right, yeah. I'm good. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, an it's a movie scene. where I was like, man. I was like, when I first saw it, I was just like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I liked it. It it played better for me on DVD than it did um, in the theater, if that makes any sense. And that's usually not the case for me. It played much better. I don't know why. Scale-wise, it, it worked better for me on, on the DVD. Um, my top five, Infinity War. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, Infinity War, Winter Soldier, The Avengers, Black Panther. And then I have Iron Man still at five. Um, mm. I yeah, feel you. Just, I love, I love that, Iron Man. I love Iron Man. Yeah, that Iron Man movie plays still. Like, cause I, I was like, you know, my kids are like, oh, let's watch all the movies or whatever before the, uh, it comes out or whatever. I got like four movies in. I was, I'm fucking tired, man. Not the same <laughs> night or anything. I was just like trying to watch one every night. I was like, I can't stay up past ten thirty for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Phew, I'm done. Um, so. Yeah, it's but I did get through Iron Man and I was like, man, that still plays like, and it's it's such an important movie in terms of this whole thing, obviously, but it's also still a really good movie. Um, I think a lot of that gets lost. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, but I would probably, I would probably have Endgame probably around seven or so. Um, yeah. Probably because Civil War is six, it would probably be right after Civil War. Um, but, I think yeah. the problem with Iron Man is there's not enough Iron Man in it. Yes, well, mm. the problem yeah, with we Iron really Man only get, is this. Yeah, we get the one scene where he he uh, you know he routes all the terrorists, and then you get yeah. the the fight right. against the Ironmonger. Yeah, I have yeah. I have Iron yeah. Man at seven, the Guardians of the Galaxy at six. Yeah, and hmm. then Endgame at eight. Yeah, yeah, it's a top tenner. Yeah, it's so, it, and it's kind of like Black Panther, what I say all the time, and people are like, oh, well, you didn't like Black Panther because sometimes it moves in and out of my top five or whatever. I was like, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just hard to quantify it as a movie because it was also a movement and, and, a, and a, a cultural yeah. zeitgeist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it wasn't just a movie. Like, so it's kind of hard think, to judge it as yeah, a movie because, you know, you know yeah. when you... Yeah, when you yeah. look back at it, you know, the third act of that movie has some issues, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you have to, to kind of, but you take it in as its whole, <laughs> yes, and you take it in as its whole, it's just like, oh, okay, like, I get that part. And so you have to kind of do, to me, you kind of do Endgame like that, because that was my kids. You're like, oh, where do you rank it? I was like, I need a moment, because, right. like, I don't know right. you can just rank it, like, based on, oh, okay, just as a straight movie, it's this. Yeah, you got to do that, but you got to give it points for other parts too, and uh, you know, and I think that's you know, I think you know that's allowable, I guess, in, you know, in a sense. So I don't know. I know when I see the DVD, and you know, I don't know if y'all are these people. Like I, I get a DVD, and I go straight to the bonus stuff. Like I don't even watch a damn movie. I just go straight to the bonus <laughs> stuff. Let me see the deleted scenes. Let me listen to the director's commentary. Let me. I like that's me now. Like I don't even bother watching the movie for the most part until like months later because I've already seen the damn movie. I was like, I want to know about all the stuff that went into this, and then like I'll be like, oh okay, like that was really cool. All right, you know, and it kind of affects how I like think about the movie later on. 
Oh, so, but like right the, now, uh, yeah, it's a top ten. The commentary of the Kevin Smith movies is better than the yeah. Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I remember, this is off the reservation or whatever, but I remember I, like, I don't know if I told you about that, because I, I was at my job, and I don't know if this website still exists or whatever. Yeah, you were listening to the Yeah, listen to a movie.com, because I was at work. And, you know, this was pre-iPad, I, uh, you know, iPhones or whatever. So, you know, at work, bored. Then this website was like, oh, listen to a movie. So you could just listen to the, you know, the track and you couldn't see it or whatever. And it was like, oh, yeah, like Chasing Amy, commentary track. Oh, this ought to be fun. I played, I was like, oh, this is awesome. The, the, tra- the commentary for the Kevin Smith movies are great. They're great, I mean, at least for the Jersey trilogy, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. all right. I've referenced Kevin Smith a lot during this podcast. A lot uh, for this movie. So just FYI, just a lot. Okay. So yeah. So good movie. Uh, not to say anything. I assure you that as soon as I get out of this thing, I'm gonna sit here and watch it, or probably Infinity War, or something like that. Just because I'm like, oh well, you know, it's hard for me to like kind of wind down after doing these podcasts. So good job, good effort. Okay. So uh, Marvel Hacks will be back next week. Uh, on our regularly scheduled program uh, as we get through our six or seven episodes for season six. Um, the other thing in this, too, is we round at 136. Um, there are no movies after Homecoming coming out for the MCU, like, yeah. for a minute. Not I mean, just yet. When does that come out? Is That's that in, uh, like, July? June or July, no, something July. like that. Yeah. yeah, I know they wanted to get they the last holiday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got four in. When did Infinity War come out? It was what? It was in um, like March or April. April. It was, it was like April, no, it was like right before. Oh, it was April. It was right before Free Comic. It was Free Comic Book Day weekend. Oh, okay. It was Free Comic Book Day weekend, which is the first Saturday in May. So yeah. I uh, feel like they've hit us with like you know with Captain Marvel this and and not too far away the next Spider-Man movie. I think we're getting a pretty solid helping, and then they're going back into production mode. So. Yeah, for whatever Phase 4 is or whatever. But none of those movies are filming or casting or anything. You know oh, you mean? were like talking I about DVDs. I was going to say, like, you, uh, we tease this a little bit. You know there's a box set coming, and, and yes. they're going to come out oh, with something yeah. that's going to make me wonder what it's... I'm going to be like, well, I, what, I wonder what does happen if you miss a mortgage payment. Because I'm about to get can you snap this mortgage payment, Thanos? Yeah, I did show y'all. I sent y'all that little thing there. It was like, oh, damn. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, and it becomes such a thing, too, now, you know, like buying DVDs instead of, like, getting digital copies for stuff. It's kind of like comics at this point. It's like, you know, where am I going to store this shit? To be honest with you, I have no place yeah. to be putting all these DVDs anyway, so like I just buy this digital copy. But digital copies also sometimes don't come with all the extra stuff, so you get stuck. So I get it. All right, okay. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. So this will wrap up the Marvel hacks uh, for our Avengers Endgame thing. We got y'all in under a, an hour and forty, so be lucky. Uh, maybe you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find me, the producer at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can find Sandman at Sandman415 on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Brother Beavis is in the ether. 
uh, Brothers Comics News. We are three halfway through our Game of Thrones end of the season or end of the series show, and we'll be talking about well, that was a series finale that was fill in the blank here coming soon. Uh, so yeah, that's be uh, this Sunday we record right after the show uh, to get like a real fresh react. So uh, it's a little bit different than some of the other podcasts out there. So check that out. Uh, with Sam and I have Megacon here actually in like three weeks uh, in mm-hmm. Orlando uh, so that's going to be a big old con so we'll be looking out for content for all that jazz uh, coming up after Megacon uh, I think that's it really for the most part yeah that's it so well alright so as the Avengers music starts to play us out that's kind of sad too we're not going to hear that anymore either that's kind of yeah. sad when you start to think about it it's actually kind of sad you know, it's like, I'm like not supposed to be caring. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be caring about these uh, freaking imaginary characters this much. But uh, that was a 10-year run that I'll remember fondly. I know other 10-year runs I don't remember that damn fondly. So that was a 10-year <laughs> run that I Val- Valor Morghulis. Yeah. All man must die. Real quick, because I'm selling on here. I missed a joke or whatever because when we were doing the podcast Sunday about you know because I said that those parts of the Aria story are not my favorite or whatever. And I I, I wrote in my notes I was like you know the Valor Magulus or whatever. I was like yeah I don't know whatever man. Al Salam Alaikum whatever the fuck. Like I don't enjoy the parts of the movie so. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it in my notes and I still skipped over it. I was like, damn it, I hate when I write jokes that I know are going to hit and I miss. So, anyway. But yeah, so yes, the Avengers theme music plays us out. Uh, yes, we'll. so we'll be back next week with the Marvel Hacks. Uh, we'll get you into these damn comic books. All right. So as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Sayonara, people. Um, end of an era. Well done, Avengers. Yeah, for sure. Yes, well done. Well done. Brother Beavis, sign off. All right, I'll see you guys uh, Sunday, I guess. Thanks for yep, spending Sunday. the last hour and 40 minutes with us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Again, you did we three hours no, of the We Avengers. are no longer under 140, by the way. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, y'all did three hours and three minutes of the Avengers. Y'all can do 140 with us. We'll see everybody <laughs> on the other go. side. Peace. Peace. Stay